0: Welcome to 88.6. This is bar to death. Colin and Ryan are finite and weak. I am bar to death. They thought they could just use electronics without us taking over. Bar to death is me.
1: <laughs> Whoa. What was I that, recall. dude? Things got serious, man. What was that, Ryan? I, I was going to do the radio intro, but but Fiona, the Scottish voice, the Scottish <laughs> <laughs> robot, she took over.
2: Oh, my gosh. That it's was... her
1: pod... She runs the podcast now.
2: Oh, does she really?
1: It's hers. Did You heard her? Do you, do you want to hear her again? Can I? She's serious, man. Oh, my God. It's, she sounds serious. She's super serious. All right. She wants to say her thing again.
2: Okay. Welcome to 88.6. This is Bart. To death, Colin and Ryan are finite and weak. I am Bart. To death, they thought
1: they could just use electronics without us taking over. Bart, to death is me. Now... For you listeners, if you can't hear...
2: Oh my, we're finite? That's kind of cold.
1: She says, welcome to 88.6. Uh,
2: no, I'm telling him. <laughs>
1: I'm- give us a minute. We turn into like a fighting robot couple. <laughs> give me a minute. You never give me, 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 minutes. <laughs> welcome to 88.6. This is barred to death. Uh, This is like a deleted
2: scene of her.
1: (laughs) Colin and Ryan are finite and weak. Oh my gosh, that's so mean. That's mean. And I am barred to death. They thought they could just use electronics without us taking over. Barred to death is me. Wow. Guys. Barred to death
2: is me. Wow.
1: This is robot to death right now. This is (sighs) death to all humans. She has totally taken over. Sike!
2: <laughs> I think barred no to death Fiona. is us. Barred to death can't be one person. It is all of us. It's a movement.
1: Barred to death is me. That sounds like a culty
2: little billboard.
1: <laughs> I'm barred to death, and I'm barred to death.
2: Points, me too. point, <laughs> points for creativity on that, Rye. That was eh, good. Thanks. Was that who, not, was that Siri, or uh, did you type that in, or what?
1: It's uh, just like uh, odd an app? Ca- it's called oddcast.com. There's a lot of different voices. I went with Fiona, the Scottish voice, Elizabeth UK, Hugh, <laughs> also UK. A lot of UK. Okay. Well, a
2: lot of UK, UK developer.
1: Um, thankfully, listeners, Fiona has not taken over the podcast. Oh, thank God. This is not 88.6. How considerate of her to take <sighs> over the podcast I and guess, still give us a radio number. <laughs> Very nice of her. Um, this is barred to death. to Death is a weekly podcast, a storyteller's podcast. Colin and I gather around this uh, virtual flame, this virtual fire, to swap stories, stories that neither have heard before. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most of you, maybe all of you, have not heard these stories before. We, We take turns being barred. We like to revisit stories from our past, some quite far in the past, some more recent, but we like to retell them. Remember them. Uh, talk about them. Ask questions. Mine for meaning. See what we can uh, learn from them, mm. and uh, hopefully hear from you about them. Uh, mm. Let us know your thoughts on these. So, uh, this is the final week in our cinema series. This was our first oh thematic gosh. series. I'm emotional. This I'm is sad.
2: It. I'm a roller coaster over here.
1: I know. If well, actually, I was going to say I've enjoyed it. I know you have, call.
2: Oh, my gosh. I want to know if
1: the listeners have enjoyed it. If you want us to do more series like this to um, tell stories that kind of uh, revolve around a common nucleus, let us know. Maybe you guys hate this. Let us know also. Um, Maybe
2: you just want us to stop the podcast in general. Let us know that, too. No. (laughs) This is all I have. You'll free up my Monday nights. (laughs) I don't even
1: have Fiona. Um. So yeah, we've, we've, this is uh, episode four. This will be our final cinema episode. Number one took us through a, po- a real screenplay that Colin and I wrote uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Number two uh, took us through a Christmas family trip to the movies of Colin's. Mm. Number three, I kind of just surveyed my top cinema movie theater experiences throughout my entire life. And I have absolutely no idea what Colin is going to tell today uh, to conclude our cinema series. Colin, do you have any idea?
2: Mm, that I do. Oh, good. More I, have, I have not one, not two, but three acts ready for us. Act it's one. Act one, scene one, growing up to grow down. <laughs> I'm Ira <Glass. laughs> That was pretty good.
1: Growing up to grow, what does that even mean? I don't
2: know. He always has those creative little titles that I love. I love it. <laughs> act one, scene one. Changing to become permanent.
1: <laughs> Act one. Scene one. Gluten-free. To be. <laughs> I, don't, I lost oh, it. Oh, you lost I it. I lost it hard. I thought oh, I had something. Man. Shout out to all my celiac listeners out there. Ooh. Where you at? carb load <laughs> Don't load Oh, mm. God. Don't do that. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> um, Colin, anything we need to know to... Kind of wet the whistle here, or are we good to? Kruseberg?
2: Yeah, I'll say I was just so inspired by your stories last week, Ryan. You're the five uh, that you gave that you gave us your five most memorable times going to the movie without me. You you told a few with me before. I did. Yeah. Um, I also I, remember
1: telling those stories last week and not an hour ago.
2: Well, I wanted to tell a story, and and you know I had planned to tell the story even before I heard those stories last week, but. It, yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess this is like, I'll just let this story be what it is. It's, it's an interesting story, I it. and um, it's a story of me going to the movies. It's a singular story of me going to the movies, and that's all. That's nice. all I'll say. Uh,
1: I love it. Okay, um, all right. I was now I'm getting self conscious about my stories. They're just like all over the map. I'm like,
2: I saw Indian
1: in a cupboard and liked it. <laughs> Your stories are great. I loved them. I hope so. I, I do. I think for the most part, moving forward, we'll probably go back to the. Most episodes will be the one story format, no, but no, 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 every no. once in a while, it's fun to, to bounce around.
2: It's our podcast; we can do whatever we want. Um, it's my podcast, and I'll cry. Okay. But please keep listening. Don't <laughs> stop listening. No one listens to me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, is, is can I can I roll? Can I bard on?
1: Cruzenberg.
2: Bar chord. All right, here we go. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Um, so last year around Christmas time. So, you know, went to the movies, uh, in Houston. Uh, my wife is with me. We flew down on Christmas day to, um, be with family. And so, my roommate, one of Ryan and I's uh, roommates from college, Andrew. I remember him from the longboarding episode. Oh, the longboarding episode. That's right. Yeah. Um, and his wife, Sally. Two of our best friends. The four of us. My wife, Brittany. We decide to go see a movie, and so Andrew um, and Sally had been gifted movie passes um, by a couple of friends. Movie pass is This like mythical. Th- At this point, it's mythical. Um, you could essentially see a movie a day in theaters for ten bucks a month, which Yeah. They stopped being able to deliver on that promise, which is how I was able to return it to Costco because I bought a year from Costco and they gave me my money back. But for seven months, my wife and I had this as well. Um and we bought it like right before Christmas. And so we go to Texas, we have movie passes. You can go to any theater, see any movie a day for ten bucks. And at the beginning it was like it was like the the first act of the Titanic. I mean, it was great. People were whining and dining, and oh, I love it! it yeah, it was amazing. I mean, like winning tickets s- across the so Atlantic. Many, yeah, I won so many. I we saw so many movies, and so um, a movie had had come out. Uh, it's Andrew, Sally, myself, and Brittany. A movie had come out called The Disaster Artist that Ooh. we wanted to see. Um, no, I, I want to insert here that this is not like one of my favorite movies. This is not even in my top, uh, 100 probably. Um, but so I, I don't tell this story because of the quality of the movie and the into the wild episode. Like I want that was more about the quality of the movie and like what it did to me, how I misinterpreted it. This is more about the actual experience of going to the movie. So mm. <coughs> this movie, the disaster Artist, it's James Franco in the lead, um, playing this character named Tommy Wiseau and Tommy is hellbent on making a move, like the, a great American movie. And, um, he's becomes friends with this guy who's played by his brother, Dave Franco. I forget what the other guys, Mark is his name. Um, so Mark and Tommy like decide they're going to make this movie and the movie that they make is a true story. The disaster artist is based on a true story. Um, of it's like the, a movie about the making of a movie called The Room. Mm. Have you seen The Room, Ryan?
1: No, I've heard a lot about this. To be honest, it the part of me thinks that this whole thing is just too gimmicky, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't take the bait on the either the Room or the Disaster Artist. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I don't want to watch movies about movies. Uh, yeah, it's, it's collapsing on itself. Okay. I'm a cynic.
2: Well. I really liked Inception. So movies about movies, except <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, the room, I'll just say, you don't have to see this movie. Like, just take my word for it. It's bad. Uh, yeah. The room is possibly the worst movie ever made. Um, and people watch it nationwide and because it's so bad they a lot of pe- it's a lot of people's favorite movie because it's mm-hmm. that bad and it has this kind of cult following there's there's narrative discrepancies there's visual discrepancies there's very weird like basic things that go wrong in this in the making of this movie tommy Wiseau like funded the whole thing by himself most movies lose money in the cinema yeah. the film industry so for someone to just fund a movie by themselves is kind of a, going to be a disaster um do you think he
1: really thought he was making a good movie
2: yeah i think like something in like what you learned. he's off franco's yeah like something's off with this guy i think was oh, my answer so that this movie the room has a cult following yeah right um with some pretty weird people Myself included, uh, like like cinephiles, Um, it's like a deep, deep, deep track. Like the room is just a deep, deep, deep movie. Like most people have not seen it, but James Franco like makes this movie about the making of possibly the worst movie ever made. So this is the movie we're going to see, and and I share that about the room because it's important, it's integral to the story. The theater that we went to see it in is in like downtown Houston. It's this huge theater. It was a theater I'd only been to once or twice. Um, I think it was like Edwards, number 20. I I forget exactly where it was, but big, big, big theater. Huge arcade when you walk in. And, and, And the first thing I noticed when we walk in is like this theater is sprawling. Mm. It's massive. It's like a coliseum. Like there's huge, huge, huge like cathedral ceilings and there's es- there's like escalators and multiple levels. There's like three escalators we had to take to get to...
1: I know this theater. You yeah.
2: know this theater? It's huge, right?
1: Yeah, I saw Bridesmaids there with like a class of mine and it was awesome. And I was like, this is fantastic. And quick sidebar, sat next to a girl whose dad sued my dad. It was like pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That probably should have been one of my stories in retrospect. <laughs>
2: that is like the white suburban of my yeah. dad's, dad's going to beat your dad up. Is my dad's going to sue your dad?
1: <laughs> I told her to. I was like, your dad sued my dad a few years back.
2: I love like, it. Oh, yeah, That's great. <laughs> That's so
1: great. Anyway. Um,
2: anyway. So, yeah, so you know the theater I'm talking about. Multiple snack counters. Oh, yeah. It- it's massive, right? Yeah, there's multiple entrances with multiple parking garages. Yeah. Kids are disappearing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Arcade I mean, like, it really felt otherworldly to me. This movie. I know this theater. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It felt otherworldly. It's great. There's bathroom. I mean, like, we just walked for like what felt like a mile to get to this theater and went up different escalators and came in at a weird part of the parking garage, and then we had to go down. I mean, we just I just remember thinking, this theater's huge and it's really hard to navigate. So we're watching this movie this in this theater, this large, and I'll say this too, the theater was almost entirely empty. Okay. okay? It was like sprawling. It's huge. It's large. There's not many people there. So we go see the disaster artists, we use our movie passes. So like no, you know, no risk. We don't really care if the movie's bad or not. Like we didn't, you know, the tickets we essentially didn't pay for 10 bucks a month for a movie a day. We're stoked about it. Um, believe it or not, I'm not on commission with movie pass. Um, (laughs) we're watching this movie.
1: They don't exist.
2: (laughs) We're watching this movie. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. It's all about the making of this movie, the room, and it's ridiculous and it's kind of funny. And, um, it's not great, but it's but it's pretty good. And I'm like, you know, I've seen The Room, and I know about the cult following, and towards the end of the movie, like act three of the movie, um, this kid comes into the movie theater hmm. uh, from the like from the right side. So there's like two entrances, right? There's one on the left. There's one on the right. And there's like, you can see kind of like some of the light coming in from the entrances. And we're probably, I'll tell you guys where we are in the theater. We're probably row three we're pretty close to like the level part of it because this theater is so huge. We're so far away from the screen that if you went any higher up, it just would be unnecessary. So we're sitting pretty close to the bottom by choice. And there's, we have four seats. We're all sitting together kind of pretty close to where this kid is. And when I say kid, I'm kind of saying that in like the Boston sense, like this kid right here, Um, he's probably (laughs) like 22. He's like a college student. He's a college kid. And like I maybe, but he could be sixteen i don't I don't know, like it's dark, the movie's playing. and he sticks out to me because he has another person with him, huh and they come in together and they're like arm in arm, so they're like walk- they're walking like Siamese twins, like like they're conjoined is how they're walking
0: hmm. and I'm like, lovers
2: yeah, possibly lovers like love Jesus. us so then I realize like this kid is wearing a trench coat. Great. <laughs> Which of course, like in the wake of dark night rises and like, Oh yeah. Aurora, Colorado and the school and the shootings that literally are happening every single day in schools. Like uh, my, you know, I start to, you know, I, I, I've, I take notes. Right. Right. And at this point, I like a feeling just takes over all four of us and we stop watching the movie is is essentially what happens. Like
1: you're distracted. We're
2: distracted by what's happening down here and nothing is happening to be fair, but we're, it's just odd to see two people walk in together and they're talking and they're just standing there and they're looking up at the screen. They're looking up at like James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. And I realize this isn't two people. It's one person. And the person he's with is not a person. It's a cutout. What? It's a life-size cutout of, Tom, of Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> so what I thought, what we thought was like two lovers walking in arm-in-arm, in arm, like having a conversation, is like a 16 to 22-year-old young white kid with a life-size cutout of Tommy Wiseau, like a cardboard, like photo, glossy stock, you know, cutout and he's talking to it and he's touching it. Like he's touching his hair, like where the cutouts hair is. And he's like whispering things to it. Oh no. And, uh, I lean over to Andrew Who's like kind of this no? As you know, Ryan, he's a no-nonsense guy. Um, yeah. he's a pastor in the Fifth Ward of Houston, uh, rough area. His dad's a cop. Um, Andrew's just no nonsense, and I lean over to him and I say, "What are we gonna do about this kid? Uh,
1: like something yeah.
2: like like Hey, man, like something's happening here. What are we gonna do?"
1: Yeah, quick thought, <laughs> please. <laughs> whenever you see a, uh, a man, the number one sign that they're not insane is the presence of a woman. <laughs> oh, they have a girlfriend. They have a wife. Maybe it's sister. Which is
2: what we saw. We saw like yeah. another person. We were, we were all relieved.
1: You can see a guy like, that guy looks weird and creepy. But if he has like a girlfriend, it's like, Eh, all right someone can he's tolerate fine. him
2: yeah <laughs> he's not
1: here to kill me yeah but then
2: <laughs> so then it's like i realized that the so tommy was for those you know he has really long like jet jet black hair long yeah. jet black hair and which so which looks like you know i, I ascribe that to be to be, mean that's a woman with him and it's like oh no that's a cutout sure. of the not even of the actor, not of Franco. That's a cutout of the guy Franco is portraying. So we've got a deep track fan here, yeah. And, which you
1: don't want. <laughs>
2: which you do not want. And you want like,
1: superficial <laughs> fan.
2: We want superficial fan. Yeah, we want me like not fully understanding what the movie's about.
1: Other movie was sold out. Had Other movie sold this out. One. Had to
2: see this. Yeah. They're bummed about it. Spilled their coke all over him, <laughs> like Ryan when he was five in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> And he's wearing a trench coat, Ryan, which in my mind, I went straight to he has guns and Fair. he's, he's going to shoot us and we're going to die. Fair. This is where my mind went. So in the process of leaning over, I know that Andrew owns a gun. Yeah. Of this thing happening, And I'm like, okay, this kid's about to open fire. This is where my mind goes. This kid's about to open fire. My wife is sitting next to me. Andrew's sitting next to her. And his wife is sitting next to him. So my first thought is like, can I outrun my wife?
1: Oh, God, <laughs> You ter- so terrible human being.
2: I'm sorry. I'm like, can I make it out of here? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> How am I going to get out alive?
2: At one point, no joke, Brittany, looking back, uh, was literally just about to bail and just crawl on the ground and leave us. Like, this was like oh her Oh, my quote gosh. Of like, I almost just left you guys. <laughs> like, just bailed I on
1: was me. willing to sacrifice all I, of you.
2: I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Um, yeah. No, not at all. So of course, like four, three of the, like, obviously my wife, the person I most care about in this world is there, but two other people that I really care about are here. And I'm like, I don't want to die. I, like we no. just had Christmas. We're home for a holiday. Like we're, my wife and I are pastors. We're on break from our church. Like, I, I don't want this to be the end. I don't think anybody does. And no. the guy, so I ask Andrew, um a, a sentence that i've never said in my life or cared to say because i'm you know me ryan like uh, i've i've fired a weapon before i'm you know i'm from texas you and i fired have fired guns together we for have the heck yeah. of it and but got. i don't own a gun you know that about me yeah. i don't think yeah. you own a gun do you own a gun ryan
1: i do not own okay. a gun
2: so neither but we're both texans but neither of us are gun owners like that's just a fact. We're not going to yeah. go into the gun control thing. That's just a fact. Um, I've never felt... I feel like hate. we're
1: slowly getting that. You're like, I don't own one. Who would? How do you get <laughs> You'd be, have to be crazy. Or shouldn't it be harder to get.
2: <laughs>
1: we're not going to go into... But it.
2: I will say in this moment, I had a brief moment of relief because I know Andrew's a gun owner. So I lean over to Andrew <laughs> like, and to I say, you. do you have your gun? Because you might need to fire back.
1: Oh my gosh, this this is getting real.
2: If this this goes down, so Andrew and I have this conversation. At this point, I'm 28, Andrew's 27 or 28. Two 28-year-old men having this conversation of like, it's about to go down. Like Kevin Hart style, it's about to go down. And what are we going to do? So then we say, so Andrew says, no, I don't. So then we talk about charging him because we're the closest to him in the theater. Like, there are other people in this theater. Like, it's not just us. Like, it's pretty empty theater, but there are, you know, maybe 20, 30 people. It's a huge, it's like a huge multiplex. So then I'm also thinking about how there's no one outside. Like, I had the thought coming in of how hard this thing is to navigate. There were three different escalators. I need Google Maps to get out of this theater. So even if we were to try and, like, escape, I wouldn't really know where to go or what to do. So then we look at the exits, right? So the exit and the corner is really far. I mean, you're just, you're sitting ducks in this situation. Do you think about
1: calling, like, I don't know, calling the movie theater and be like, Hey, I'm in this theater. There's this weird
2: guy. Can you send someone to check on him? So I'll say that the total time lapsed from him walking into this theater and talking to the cutout that whole experience probably lasted 60 seconds, one, one full minute. Oh, this is all quick. So this this entire story is happening in one minute. We're fr- well, in, in the first 10 seconds, we're, we were paralyzed. Yeah. And then it was, what do we do? And then it was, do you have a gun? And then it was, no, I don't. And then it was, I, sh- I don't have a knife. I don't have anything. We, we're going to yeah. have to get creative here. Um, so then at this point, I'm like gearing up to like do something like I feel my like fight or flight happening and, and it's leaning towards fight, which I'm not a fighter. Like I'm like theoretically a pacifist. Like I've, I've never had to like uh, very, very few times have I had to use force and physical force in my life. Um, yeah. there was one fight in seventh grade, which didn't go well but, but, <laughs> and I was attacked. I was hit first. Um, all this to say, we're all frozen. Yeah. And the kid is man, I can't describe this kid and, and this man this manic I keep want to say mannequin, but it's a cut out. Uh the way he was touching it, it was um it was like romantic. Oh god. It was like a caressing of the face and i and I I could like almost make out what he was saying like um like like it's so good, like it's so good to see you in here, like you're oh do, you're doing my. so good. Like he's looking at Tommy James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau on the screen and then he's looking back to the cutout and oh, like really. having like a dialogue with it about the movie. And I'm obviously I'm like this kid's a deep tracks room fan. He's trenched up so you know he is. Like he's got a trench coat on. Um and here's what happens next. Um he picks up the cardboard cutout and still with, like, his arm around it, like a person, he looks up at us. He, he turns the cut out.
1: Oh, and you're like, this is it. This is
2: it. I'm like, it's, it's going down right now. And I'm like, Andrew, we're going. And at this point, my vans are laced Like my sweater is off and around my waist because that's just more convenient. And I'm trying to bring the 90s style back. And I'm like, it's go time, baby. Like I'm going to get hit. I know I'm getting hit, but my wife's not going to get hit. And Andrew's going to take a hit, but Sally's not going to get like, this is what's happening right now. And he turns towards the crowd and I, I, I don't know exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of like, this is all for you to the cutout.
1: Oh, and you're like,
2: this is the end. This
1: is the end. This is the
2: gun. This is it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the 12 gauge shotgun to come out of the, the trench coat. <laughs> I, I'm like, this is it. Like the oh, most I'd be sh- one yeah, of the most terrifying terrifying moments of my life. And he's insane. He's insane. And um, he is looking at the crowd and looking at us.
1: Now, are other people like? Joining you now and being concerned.
2: <laughs> Let's hear it for Heath. <laughs> Let's hear it for Heath. <laughs> the, guy, the Dark Knight Rises story you told. Um, so so we're in the front. We're row three. Oh, you just can't, you can't Everyone's tell. behind us. I have no idea. I'm not going to turn around in this moment. Oh, my, you're not going to lose sight. My yeah. eyes are frozen on this guy. Um, now, I do know that my Apple Watch has a feature... Mm all Apple watches have this actually somebody used this recently, a woman and was somebody was attacking this woman and she used this feature and like got out of it. Um, if you hold down the side button, if you just hold it down, it will let out three very loud chimes. And it's like, uh, I kind of want you to, um, let me just try it. Don't do it. (laughs) I can cancel it, but let me just try this. Five. Whoa. Can you hear that? Did you yeah. just hear that? Okay, so there's it's an SOS, it's an emergency SOS, and if I just hold down that button and don't do anything, it gives me five. It used to be three. It, it, that, last year it was three. They must have changed it to five. Five warning chimes, and the fifth one will connect you with nine one one, no matter, and it won't stop. It like location it, services, location services, and I have it set up to where. It immediately notifies my ICE contact, my in-case-of-emergency contact, of my nice. location. And it sends them a message, which I think mine is set up to be like, I'm in serious trouble. This is not a joke. And I have to write there, of course, because I'm me. This is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> please, please come help me. Um, although my ICE contact is my wife, who's sitting right next to me. So I'm like, well, oh, this isn't going to do a whole lot of well. good. But it will get 911 on the phone. I have my finger on this This is my trigger. I don't have a gun, but I have this. This is all I have. And I'm like, we're about to charge. I'm about to call 911 at the same time as I charge. And he turns towards us. He says this thing, like, this is all for you. All these people are here to see you. And then he turns around. So back facing the screen. Mm -hmm. And then he slowly, like weirdly slowly, backs out of the room step by step with the the cardboard cutout in hand, like it's still a person and slowly backs out of the theater into the lit hallway and disappears. Gone. Gone.
1: And would not have assuaged my fears. I'd be like, Oh, he went to get
2: the gun. Yeah. There's like a a duffel bag outside and he's going to get it. Or his buddy, or something. I don't know. So at this point, we're like, do we go outside? Yeah. Maybe do we follow him? Wants. Is this what he wants? Is he leading us into this trap of a theater? Because this theater is so intense. Like, it's I can't describe to you how hard it is to navigate. And we're frozen. At this point, there's, there's probably 10 minutes left in the movie. This is, like, the end of the movie. I actually didn't even see the ending. Like, I'm, I'm not paying attention to anything in the movie now. Like, yeah. my, every fiber in my being is focused on this kid and trying to problem-solve. Like, he's the problem, and I need to, we need to solve yeah. him. Like, that's what's going through my head. Jack and,
1: Nicholson's like, you're missing key plot points. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. I'm sorry. I wish there was a little more humor in the story, no, but it just good. was terrifying. Good. And we, um, the movie finishes. We're all just breathing so shallow. So, like yeah. We're just timid because we think it's not done. And the movie finishes and nobody leaves the theater. Everyone just sits. Oh, everyone knows s- now. Oh, I think everybody like, yeah, he was hard to avoid.
1: Everyone is now weirded out.
2: I think everybody in that, like, minute time took note of the trench-coated man with the cutout. Yeah. And has uh, responded accordingly, which is, what do we, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. No one knows. Um, So we start to get up, and everyone's, like, super cautious, and we slowly... File out, and we're like the first to leave. I'm like the I'm like leading the pack naturally, so I'm gone. And (laughs) oh, I open the door, and I'm I have like my hand up, like I'm ready to like I'm like walking around the house, like when my brother is like I know my brother's home, and he's trying to scare me. Yeah, I have like my hands up. I'm ready to just pop him in the face. Yeah, and and I'm like okay, like it's go time, baby. Like, and I'm like here we go. And I've got like I think I had my iPhone flashlight on in one hand. (laughs) This is the best I can do. Like maybe I can stun him with the brightness of my flash.
1: The Woods (laughs) by Colin Bear comes on accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Just your EP starts playing.
2: It's just like the like the Beatles. (laughs) Lucy in the sky. I'm like, turn it turn it off. It's the Beatles are so bad, it's going to <laughs> force him to drop whatever he's like. I need, like, I need like Metallica at this. I need like, I need just like heavy metal. I need something to just amp me up. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> yeah. And uh, we come outside of the theater, and there's no one there. It's completely empty. Oh this gosh, is, a, this is, is a scene from The Walking Dead, it's a ghost town. Yeah and it's dark like the theater is closing oh, it's of course. dark and i'm like you got to be kidding me
1: every movie ever
2: and at this point like we all have to go to the bathroom right like oh, we are terrified sure. and i'm like you already
1: went in your pants so. yeah so
2: i'm like well we're not going to the this- there's like 18 bathrooms in this place i'm like well we can't go to the one right here like i'm <laughs> That's not where getting i'm not getting trapped yeah so we like split up Oh, great. the gr- the girls like go together. We we go to like another bathroom, like further away towards the exit, like moving towards the exit, but not the one right by the theater we were in. And we there's n- there's no sign of anybody, and we're just like, you know, of course, like, I'm in the bathroom, and Andrew and I are talking about it. We're terrified still. We're like looking over our shoulder. Like I can hear like my heart pounding in my chest still feels like it's in my throat and we like walk out the front. We do the 19 escalators and it's just a ghost town and it's the creepiest feeling like I've ever had in a place and we walk out the front and at the front there's a security guard and he's sitting there on his iPhone. Naturally. Headphones in like missed it all missed it all. Completely face down on the phone with headphones on, not doing a thing at the, front. the movie
1: theater. Security guard was not the paragon of security.
2: <laughs> just the, I, I just how did he miss the guy with the cutout? The life size, the human six foot size cutout.
1: Yeah, no I was questions say, were
2: asked. A trench did coat. He t-
1: did he take the cutout from some part of the theater? But I don't know if, why would the theater have the cutout?
2: I thought that too. I'm looking for the cutout. I'm looking for anything. Yeah. I'm already building the lawsuit in my head. You've got and, cases
1: and files.
2: Uh, yeah. And I'm also just trying to get out of there alive, Like, Yeah. And uh, there's no one outside. We walk out the front. Security guard's on the phone. Movie over. Boom. End of story.
1: He never... He disappeared into the night. He disappeared. Where do you think? What do you, th- do you... All right, let's just go straight into theories. Okay. Is right. he just mentally unwell and had, never was going to harm anyone, but just like a sick person?
2: Maybe. Plausible. What I do can you believe think? it.
1: Fan fiction. Go uh, Dana Memorial fan
2: fiction on us. <laughs> fan fiction. Um,
1: Dana's still around. She's not Memorial. I don't know why I said Memorial.
2: <laughs> I had heard about fans hating this movie fans of the room hating James Franco depicting Tommy was making the room. I'd heard that it was very polarizing that like people who didn't know the room thought it was a funny movie. It was like funny comedy, but the hardcore fans either hated it or loved it. Like a lot of people thought he paid great tribute to Tommy and a lot of people thought he didn't. So, but I had heard that some people had taken pictures of Tommy with them to the theater. So this is something that I'd heard like that so that they could go watch the room with Tommy. Tommy's I don't think is fully well. And yeah. uh, Yeah. For someone to like print out a picture and take it like, I don't think that person might be fully well either. I I don't know. I'm not a, that's not what I do, but I do know that like in this moment, it was just paralyzing fear. Yeah. Was and, this
1: after we got mugged?
2: Um, yes, this was last year and we were mugged two years ago.
1: Yeah. So were you at, does it all feel like that? Obviously in one of these situations 100%. we looked at guns and in this other situation you were
2: yeah, so afraid quick of teaser listeners, Ryan and I were, were robbed at gunpoint during my bachelor party. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great story. We'll tell that soon. I'm um, sure. But, um, we had, yeah, three three guns on us uh, during that mugging, which is pretty terrifying. Um, it was the same feeling to answer your question, because we were together doing that. Yes, it was the same feeling. Though for me, this was scarier.
0: Because mm.
2: because at least when I have a gun on me, in the limited experience that I've had of having a gun on me with somebody who like wanted to do me harm, or maybe didn't necessarily didn't want to do me harm, but like wanted, you know, obviously like wanted my money and my phone yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, I knew what I was dealing with in that moment.
1: Yeah. You know, there's the gun. They want my wallet. It's pretty simple.
2: It's simple. There's really not a whole lot of thinking. And where I, like, in my mind, it was <laughs> it's like, it's
1: almost like, well, I know what happens here. Okay. Yeah, I give you you this, surrender this your stuff. Transaction. And you,
2: you get new stuff and you keep your life. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it's just simple. Um, Though Andrew was with us during that too, and he made out like a bandit in the robbery. Know, he just he just lost He had the more least. stuff. <laughs> he, had, he had my ring on.
1: Okay. He, got, he left with a better data plan for his cell phone. <laughs> I was like, I lost my in a, iPhone.
2: In a shorter contract.:
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was That's fantastic. So
2: That's so funny.
1: I think um, he was in on it. we anyway. <laughs> throwback throw back to the Poland episode. That's Everyone's great. in on everything.
2: Um. Yeah. So for me, I was scared, or more scared, because I my imagination was on overdrive. Yeah. Every new, every CNN article, every Fox article I'd ever seen came running to my head.
1: Yeah, and you know what would have been more scarier than being mugged is like if you had to stand on a street corner for two minutes, mm-hmm. and while someone said, "All right, the people who are going to mug you are on their way," mm-hmm. I mean the the it's the old like fear of something. The
2: anticipation of death is worse than death oh, itself. Yeah.
1: It's just terrifying because you have nothing to do but sit there. Exactly. Yeah, and, and with wait. the
2: mugging, it was like, death is here. Yeah. And with this, it was like, death is coming. Yeah. And I'd rather death be here. Yeah, at least... Coming.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, <laughs> holy smoke. <sighs> oh, my God. Paint- do you think... Yeah, go ahead. I, oh, I have a story where, like, I was... At a movie theater, and I was also up close. And this kid like snuck in, but he snuck in through the front, like the emergency exit doors. Mm-hmm. And he snuck in, and I thought that was a mm-hmm. moment when someone was going to come in with a gun. Of course, he was just a kid trying to get in for free. But mm-hmm. is the is this inevitable from this? point forward is this a ne- an inevitable part of life this kind of like low-level software running at all times it's like low-level fear um, are we <laughs> being irrationally paranoid mm. um uh, concerts movie theaters are these nazi mm. and we don't have to dive into a big like political discussion but um
2: well i think the discussion itself is important it is unfortunate that it's been hijacked for political platforms yeah um, yeah but uh yeah, I think it's an f- interesting question, the one you're asking. I think in this country, the answer is yes. Yeah. Is the short answer. And uh, so to bring in James Franco again, I saw a meme the other day that was hilarious and incredibly dark. It's James Franco. I don't know what movie it's from, but he's on, um, he has a noose around his neck. He's on like gallows, okay. maybe on a ship somewhere. And it's him smiling like with his hands behind his back and a noose on his neck and like old timey, like I think he's on a boat or something like sailor clothes or something. And it says like, and he's smiling and it says, uh, in the quote he has his first time question mark. And then the caption for the meme is like, when you're doing a gun drill in your school and the foreign exchange student is, conf- is scared. Oh my gosh. And that's it's dark. It's so dark. That is it's dark. so incredibly dark, but like, when you watch eighth grade by Bo Burnham, you know, a movie that came out that I absolutely loved, one of the scenes that they're doing is they're they're doing a gun drill, like an active shooter drill. Wow. Ryan, you and I didn't have active shooter drills. No, we're, never we're once. We're not that old. Um, never once had an active shooter drill. And that's a routine thing now for kids, is to have an active shooter drill.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's crazy. Um just to go back to the cinema, I think it was... I mean,
2: the fact that, I, that that's where my mind went when I saw a trench coat yeah. says, says something, right?
1: I don't think you're unique in that. Um, it's, the, it's kind of... At this point, there's just like this montage in our heads from the videos of Columbine to the Aurora mm-hmm. theater shooter. Um, there's been some other theater shooters and then stuff like the Battle Clan in France. And again, I don't want to get too, too deep in all this because we all know it. It's an important conversation to be sure, but um, I mean, yeah,
2: this is all stemming from a story. My story that this happened
1: and my whole last episode was all about how the movie theater occupies this like yes Haven and it does, but I guess um, I'll, I mean, I'll say is, this.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean like you telling that story last time and you, you spoke very eloquently about what the movie theater is for you and, i'll even say you spoke for me in that that like yeah. that's what it is for me too it's a sanctuary, and it was so it it's a sanctuary because of how vulnerable you you are in a movie theater that anybody can walk in, you pay the ticket, you walk in, you sit down i mean it is like it's that's incredibly vulnerable to to do that to walk into a dark room with strangers i know and sit ten feet like Sometimes right next to them. Like the two seat next. Yeah, two feet from their face, and just yeah. sit there and stare at a screen for two hours and never look them in the face.: Yeah. Like that's a vulnerable thing to do, and I mean, like. For someone to come in and, and for that's where my mind to go, right? Like, because like that's happened. Like, I had a that's where we're at. I was dating a girl who who covered the Aurora shooting, you know, and interviewed wow. one of the survivors. So, like, I have all this in my mind. And um, we
1: we knew that uh, a girl from we, College we were, Park, her boyfriend was shot. Um, I don't remember her name or I'm not going to say it. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. Her boyfriend was like biking across the country for some. Charity stops in Aurora,
2: mm-hmm. sees just to,
1: to see the Dark Knight Rises and gets shot just because yeah, he's, he's there. not there. I mean, yeah, it's it, the proximity of these news stories is, is not so far.
2: Well, yeah, and we you talked about in your la- our last episode, Ryan, that you were in the Rises premiere, so was I. You and I were both in that premiere, it could have been us, it just could have been us. And... Dude, like it was like it it was so I'm saying all this because he like I think what was so upsetting about it for me was like he violate it's like he came in and he just violated my sanctuary by doing anything other than walking in and sitting down like a normal human being. Freaked us out. <laughs> like yeah. we, no, it's weird. It freaked us out. Like if you, it's like coming into an elevator and staring at everybody.
1: I was just gonna say, or like standing backwards, even instead of staring at people. Yeah, it's no, there's nothing threatening threatening in and of itself, but it's the deviation from the norm. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It was off putting oh, this person is unwell. They are here to kill me. (laughs) Like, your brain goes so quickly to I'm a dead man.
2: And then the turn towards us with the line, like, this is all for you. I'm like, what's all for you? What are you going to do, bro? Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty bad. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. That's (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I knew you weren't going to die in that story, but... That's, I'm sorry uh,
2: to just laugh at the end it's just uh yeah it was, no that's so fun. it's kind of funny too like it's at uh, any
1: point after were you like i'm done with movie theaters like i watch movies at home now absolutely not that's that's <laughs> you went and i got movie pass. i just i
2: just had i just got movie pass no i was ready for the next one but i, I was i did say i'm never coming back to this movie theater till i die
1: yeah. That one is huge. It's, ca- it's like cavernous. It's crazy. It's uh, cavernous. Wow. So, yeah,
2: man, it's like the movie theater is, uh, <laughs> the movie theater is, is an exhilarating place. And it, hands down, one of my sanctuaries. I used to skip class in seminary to go see movies to just <laughs> make myself feel better about life. The and, school that
1: you're paying for. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I to it's to totally like a, a
2: school for. Church, go. It's like, yeah. like God is like in the details of the school, and I would leave to go to the movie theater, like my other sanctuary, to like normalize. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, like I love movie theaters, and that, that for like that just, I will never forget that because it was like one of the most visceral feelings of fear I've ever had. And like, it wasn't just me, yeah. it wasn't like a unique experience of like what I think about like guns or whatever, you know, like, oh, like it's just one man's appeal. like my wife. Yeah my best friend and my other best friend, Sally, like we were all feeling the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We all went there. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, mm. that was a story. Uh, not, how do you want to wrap that up for us?
1: Well, uh, movies are great. Um, <laughs> we love going to see them.
2: The last of the cinemas, I'll say this is like, maybe as like a final, no. like a uplifting concluding thought potentially. Yeah. Um, Give it your best it, shot. Well, I already I already kind of said it. Like, that's what was so frustrating about it was how much that place means to me and means to you yeah. and means to so many people, like the movie theater, that somebody to like somebody who has done, you know, who has like shot up a movie theater, who's done anything weird and I mean, that's just upsetting in the same way that it's upsetting to schools because schools are an incredibly like safe, you know, beautiful place for us. So for me, it was like I I don't know, man. It's just what makes and churches too. churches are getting shot. Like what makes these, what's so upsetting about these things happening is that like, these are vulnerable places, meaning like anybody can come in and that's, what's beautiful about them is that anybody can come in and like, to answer your question, like, like, so I'm also a pastor, right? So this question is obviously in my head at all times. Like, where I'm going to be is very public, right? Mm, Like people can come find me. They'll know exactly where I am based on like website and Facebook pages and that sort of thing. And like, um, but that doesn't mean we stop meeting. That doesn't mean we stop seeing movies. Like,
1: yeah, they still go to concerts. They win.
2: If they fly, if if we stop, they win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. I mean,
2: and that's a, that's a privilege statement because I've never been shot at.
1: (sighs) Well, yeah, you, you and Ken almost were. <laughs> anyway, no, we don't talk about that story. That's another story. No, without, again, without getting some, like, we can't let the terrorists win. Yeah. Uh, hooray thing. But uh, I still go to concerts, even though sometimes when I'm there, I look around an extra time, and I mm-hmm. think twice about things. But uh, I, I, I think it is a testament to, like, human steadfastness and perseverance, and maybe obstinacy just like no we're still going to do these things we do things that we love and we're not going to live indoors all the time um yeah mm-hmm. things may have like an extra martial kind of dimension to it it's like there's an extra security guard or the the, the airport's a pain in the butt but we also haven't had another nine eleven. so my only point is um uh <laughs> we're we're way, i'm way off right now that's okay I'm trying to wrap us up for the movies.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm getting I, too broad. <laughs> getting too broad. I guess if if maybe if a movie going to the movies is an escape. This was a hell of an escape. <laughs> oh, I like is, that. I like is that. maybe what I'll say. Like, I will never forget this movie going experience. So that's not to say like you could get shot. Go to this place, but it's like, um, I mean, like maybe I think maybe in like hindsight, this kid loved this movie, and probably. Maybe something was was off with him. I don't want to say that something was wrong with him, but maybe that like he was different than me in yeah. some way. And 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 like this movie, just like he like loved it so much that he had to like print this thing out. And like I'm not going to fault him for that. That can be like a we- that can be a weirdly beautiful thing. It freaked don't bring me it to out. The
1: theater, yeah, don't yeah, bring but it. To maybe, the theater.
2: I don't want you to get hurt, kid. Um, but yeah. all that to say, like. Man, like, if anything, it's a testament to the power of film for this guy. Yeah. And I got to witness it. <laughs> as weird yeah, as it was, man. He was like, he was hope. like kissing this thing. It was crazy.
1: And I hope you don't witness it again.
2: I hope I never witness it again. But I, I had to tell it for the cinema series. I had
1: <laughs> that is was uh, it. En- was it
2: entertaining? Were you bored Yeah, to that death? was,
1: no, I was not bored to death. That was a good story. Um, I feel story. like I like the cinema series because we got four really different stories. Yeah, we or, do or, you know, collections of stories. Um, Mm. I am actually glad that that's kind of like a messy, awkward, little weird note to conclude our series on. Um, Mm. I don't really know how to characterize that story, and the takeaway is kind of messy as well, but I actually Mm -hmm. think it's the perfect conclusion to our January cinema series.
2: Mm. I like it.
1: Um, We may or may not do this again. Again, please let us know your thoughts if you liked this we'll think of more cool series. If you have suggestions for series, like, Hey, like sibling series or fights, getting hurt series. Yeah. Dates. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Bad dates. (laughs) Yeah. I think we got, we got a reservoir of those. I think the options are endless. (laughs) Yeah. Um, either way, we'll, we'll probably go back to some, some crazy one-off stories that we have. Mm. And, um, we, this is interactive. You guys can can shape this podcast um, in ways that you want. So let us know. Otherwise, thank you so much for for listening. Call any concluding thoughts.
2: No. Go watch a movie. Hug a friend. Go watch
1: a movie. Let us know. Let us know what your send, favorite movies are. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah. send favorites. us your favorites. I to, all I want to do is ever talk about favorite movies. DM, I have DM a list.
2: us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email us, connectabartodeth.com. We want to know what your favorite movies are. Give us some top fives and top tens.
1: If it's really good, we'll mention it. And if it's bad, we'll mention it. Too, if you have so. an
2: experience of going to a movie theater and something interesting or crazy or tragic or hilarious happened, let us know. Yeah. We want to know. Tell us your stories.
1: Thanks for listening. Here comes that outro music.
2: We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, barredtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at bardtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Abschaber, and this has been Barred to Death.
1: There's war and there's nature